0: not to be. That is the question.
1: Where was God? Isn't God supposed to be good? Isn't he supposed to love us? And does God want us to suffer?
0: Ten years, you're not finished yet? Forty! Why did you do this to me? Who are you? Bruce. I'm God. Bingo! Yahtzee! Is
2: that your final answer? Our service has God! Bing, 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 bing.
3: Well, it was nice to meet you, God. Thank you for the Grand Canyon, and good luck with the apocalypse.
2: This is the Ultimate Issues on the Dennis Prager Show, and we're back to regular scheduling after the elections, and what a pleasure it is to be able to talk about the ultimate issues of life. That's what I do this third hour on Tuesdays. Today's Veterans Day, by the way, and we will will we be having even this hour the special Veterans Day music? Excellent. What does your thumb in the air mean, Sean? I'm sorry. Yeah, you can go. Please go right. You need to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friends, welcome to the ultimate uh, Ultimate Issues Hour, and in keeping with what today is. Uh, Veterans Day and saluting those who have served in our armed forces. Uh, I think that a very appropriate ultimate issue is pacifism, and the whole issue of peace studies, which is not the same as pacifism. You can be pro peace, which of course anyone with a with a rational brain uh, is. Uh, you can be you can be pro peace, and you cannot and not necessarily a pacifist. Uh, which is me. That's me. I love peace. I want you to know, let me make something clear at the outset before we discuss pacifism and why it is such a moral doctrine, in my opinion, and I think in anybody's opinion who thinks it through carefully, uh, that between war and peace, as a general rule, I far prefer peace. Folks, how could I not? Any of you who know me at all know how much I love life, how much I love to laugh, how much I enjoy my friends and my hobbies and my passions and my music and my and my everything. And and I mean I just you know, I hate going to bed. I am still like a little kid. You know, oh come on, man, I don't want to go to bed. That's boring. That's exactly how I still feel. And I get very little sleep a relative well, not relative to Michael Medved. Michael Medved gets the least amount of anyone I know, but second to Medved <laughs> among those I know, I get I get that about asleep. Anyway, I love uh, who. So how can I possibly prefer death <laughs> and and the inevitability of death that battle brings? Of course not. Um, but folks, the notion that uh, what is it? War is never the or war is not the solution. A war is not the answer? Well, it depends what the question is. Sometimes it is the answer. It was the answer to Nazism, the greatest organized evil. It's, it's the answer to Al-Qaeda, today's greatest organized evil. It was the answer to the Japanese racist militarists in World War II. Do you know what they thought of people who didn't fight them? They had a doctrine of a Bushido. They had utter contempt for people who didn't fight. If a, if after a battle, an American or Australian or, or, or other uh, uh, opponent gave himself up, that's why they felt free to torture them or, or even on occasion to behead them because there was such indignity not to fight to the death. That was their doctrine. We have fought, fought people who love death. So the notion that had we, we propounded peace, Mahatma Gandhi, who did some great work in India, no question about it, Gandhi told the Jews of Europe not to fight the Nazis. They would make a good impression on them if they didn't. Pacifism, now let me make this clear to any of you who flirt with the notion of pacifism, all right? This is really important. Pacifism means that killing is always wrong, not that you love peace. Everybody loves peace, including most people in the military. In fact, the military keep the peace, which we'll talk about later, especially on Veterans Day. It's appropriate to do so. Pacifism does not mean you love peace. Pacifism does not mean you think that killing is usually wrong. Pacifism means you think killing is always wrong. Therefore, pacifism is immoral because it means literally that if you see a man shooting at school children and the only way you can stop him from murdering more children is by shooting him, then you are not allowed to shoot him. That's what pacifism means. Allow the man who is shooting children to continue his work. That's what pacifism means. I have had pacifism, pacifists on my show, folks. And to, to be honest, I, I, I just have had no idea how they could hold this position. I mean, there are times when I de- debate people who I, with whom I strongly differ, but I understand how they can get to their way of thinking. I don't understand how you can think that pacifism is moral. It is never right to kill. I remember a reading somewhere that Nazis in the death camps, Nazi guards, had a group, a certain a certain uh, sect of Christians, who they put in the camps because they wouldn't fight. To their great great credit, they wouldn't fight with the Nazis, but they wouldn't because they were pacifists. So they named these these people. Uh, uh, barbers, They would give them razors with which to shave the leading Nazi commanders of the death camps because they knew that they would not slit their throat. It works both ways. They were terrific in the fact that they wouldn't fight with the Nazis, but on the other hand, they wouldn't kill a Nazi either, even while they were in the midst of of murdering thousands a day in the death camps. Thousands a day. 1-8-Prager-776, do you flirt with pacifism? Do you have a kid at college who does? Do you Are you married to somebody? Does, do you yourself, do you think that there is something noble about this doctrine? Give me a call at 1-8-Prager-776, which is 877-243-776. It's worth mentioning on this uh, Veterans Day, this subject, it's why I picked it for this edition of the Ultimate Issues Hour. Where, pe- where people think this. By the way, I've written this up, the arguments against pacifism, the immorality of pacifism, in my favorite of my four books, Think a Second Time. It's 44 essays on 44 subjects. So in case you didn't know, uh, it's not my, it's not the most famous of my books because the title, which I didn't give it, I let the publisher give it and that was a mistake, uh, uh, doesn't suggest any, any of the contents. Uh, but it's uh, it's my favorite of my four, and I like I love all my four books, if I'm allowed to say that. That's the question, my friends. Why? And here's another question: Why, if it is so obviously immoral, the idea that you can never kill any human, no matter what they're doing, I, it, it's so it's so preposterous. I mean, what if somebody got a nuclear weapon and was about to detonate it over New York? Would a pacifist re- refuse to shoot him? You mean there is some doctrine that holds that it is more moral to allow millions to be murdered than to kill one to stop that murder? That's what pacifism means. Where, where, where does, and I, this is a worthy question for the Ultimate Issues Hour, and I don't have an answer to it. Where does such thinking come from? And how could anybody who claims to be affiliated with Judaism or Christianity hold that doctrine? When Christians tell me, for example, well, Jesus said, turn the other cheek. Do do people really believe that Jesus would have said, don't shoot a Nazi during World War II? Is that what you're saying? I mean, that is what you're saying. Turn the other cheek doesn't mean that, that you allow evil to, to triumph over others. It means in your daily life, among many things that it might mean, it means that in your daily life that you don't, you don't just answer everybody back who, who hurts you with a slap. And it is a good injunction. It's a beautiful one. Believe me, every one of you who has sustained a relationship with somebody has turned the other cheek at times. Of course, and appropriately so. Well, good. We have actually a a pacifist who's a Christian. Says it's never right to kill. All killing is immoral. Excellent. He'll be our first call. Ryan, don't hang up. In fact, if we have to, we'll pay you to come on. 1-8 Prager 776 is the number. How did this doctrine develop is is one of the questions that I would love to uh, hear people explaining. The reason for the special music is that it's Veterans Day. And we salute our veterans, and that's why I chose as my subject today. That's why I chose as my subject pacifism and the notion that some have that killing is immoral, war is not the answer, and all of those like-minded sentiments. To, uh, in part, to honor the veterans. After all, they, they, many of them killed, or at least participated in a killing machine. And thank God they did. By the way, I will be in Cleveland on Sunday evening, lecturing in Cleveland. For those of you in WHK land, just want you to know that, and the information is up. Speaking on happiness, if I have it right, and that will be on Sunday night in Cleveland. These stuff, these things usually sell out, so I advise you to contact uh, the group as quickly as possible and it's again at pragerradio.com at the blog area for the information i'll also give you out a phone number later All right, let me take your calls i promised ryan here perfect ryan upland california thank you for calling ryan this is dennis prager
4: hi dennis thank you so much for having me right out um well i i uh i think you make a very good uh argument in your uh in arguing the case for fighting the Nazis in World War II that's probably the best case for uh I guess not being a pacifist um
2: well the the, the, uh, the guy shooting up the the school children is just as good
4: sh- oh sure there's there's lots of good there,
2: there are a lot of good ones yeah okay yeah. go on but,
4: but uh, my, my my argument I guess is that for the first 300 years of uh Christianity the church was full of pacifists and and uh, they would not fight. They said, no, we uh, we followed the way of the our Rabbi Yeshua, who told us not to fight. And it was only until uh, St. Augustine, where you have the uh, idea of a just war uh, coming up, where he can defend it. And it's largely, I think, uh, the hijacking of Christianity by the Roman Empire. Hmm. And I believe that the, I guess, one of the central tenets of Christianity itself is that, is the notion of, Death to self, death to the world, as in, um, we have, we have already died to ourselves. And so, uh, there is no reason for us, uh, to be. Well,
2: I, real- I never heard, I never heard of that concept. We have already died unto ourselves. But even putting that, whatever that means aside, mm-hmm. do you believe that, that, Christianity wants you to never kill, no matter what the circumstance. Is that your belief? That that's what Christianity demands?
4: Uh, as as I again, I could I could be very wrong, but as as I read it, yes, that's that's mm-hmm. what I believe.
2: Now, I, now, what I do with anybody in any religion, because I never argue theology, but I do argue logic. Okay. And just tell me logically. Any religion that cares about justice and cares about love and compassion for the the persecuted, which clearly Christianity does, how could it say to you if you had the possibility uh, of stopping? I remember uh, policemen, uh, you may recall this, I think, because it was in Southern California, they, they were witnessing uh, guys who had kidnapped a woman and they were about to rape and murder her uh, and they shot them were the police wrong in your Christian opinion
4: uh, that's a great question um, i I would I would say that I wish they would have detained the person in another way but I, there isn't
2: always another way sometimes the, the you know we have to deal with the reality
4: okay well and there's often this between shooting to kill and shooting to to you know to injure not you don't have to i wouldn't say that you necessarily have to kill a person
2: but what about the cases where you had to and, and what if you shoot to uh, to wound but the wound ends up uh, uh, you know you missed by a few inches and you killed him
4: mm-hmm. oh that's i, I think that's very unfortunate. I mm-hmm. I don't, I believe that it's, it's...
2: So you, and you feel in retrospect that America and, and the West should have allowed Hitler to do what he was doing uh, unopposed?
4: Uh, that is, that's the question, isn't it? I wish that uh, in, in uh, hindsight that the church as a body of believers would have gone over to Europe and said, Hitler, if you're going to kill these innocent jews you're going to have to kill each and every one of us first and it, that probably sounds illogical but um, mm-hmm. <laughs> from from my uh
2: okay I mean, fine you know, so we'll he would have ki- all right so he would have killed them first <laughs> i just want you to know that's exactly what he would have done that, that you see that's i think it doesn't take into consideration even see ryan obviously is a, has such a good heart and i mean it and hey, you know, i'm not i'm not Speaking down to him. Uh, I, I think that people feel, often, that their their love and their goodness is compromised by ad- the advocacy of, of necessary of necessary and moral killing. But it doesn't. It increases love in the world. It increases peace. It in- Hitler just would have. Hitler didn't care about killing another twenty million Christians. It would be nothing he would have laughed at your graves he would have used you for slave labor and 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 that would have been the end of it because he knew you wouldn't you would never shoot him or any of his henchmen see making statements that make you feel good about yourself or your religion does not combat evil combating evil is done by combating evil all right let's go to uh uh, oh well, let's, we have another example of this. So let's go to uh, let's go to Irving, Texas, and Dave. Hello, Dave. Dennis Prager. Hi.
1: Yes, sir. Glad to talk to you. I Cla- think thank you're you. You're a classic philosopher and a modern day Socrates of sorts. But, thank you. Uh, thank
2: you. It's a beautiful compliment.
1: I appreciate your 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 uh, wisdom. Uh, my brother is a Quaker. I have another brother, a converted Jew, by the way. And both of them, as well as the agnostic of the family, the uh, secularist, they all gang up on me because I was a 20-year veteran. And they are all uh, they were all opposed to all three wars, Iraq, Afghanistan, and then uh, the current Iraq Wait, War. so
2: the one who yeah. became a Jew, the Quaker, yes. and what was the third one?
1: The, well, he's a secularist, agnostic, and uh-huh. he's very liberal. He thinks Guantanamo should be closed, give the guys trial.
2: I see, okay. Free.
1: Oh, yeah. And they're all. Well,
2: you're really. You're surrounded, Dave.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm outnumbered. And so they're all of the same mind, though, that um, any violence in the world begets more violence. They think all wars are essentially evil. And my view is that war is bad. I agree. War is terrible. But some things are worse than war. That's the problem, is you have to confront evil.
2: Yes, that's exactly right. right. right? Yes, of course that's true. It's like some things are worse than, than removing a limb. (laughs) A gangrenous limb. Back in a moment. Yes, indeed. The shores of Tripoli coming to you today from Libya. We should broadcast from Libya once. Would you guys come? All right. Dennis Prager here. This is the Ultimate Issues Hour. Every week at this time, this hour is devoted to some great subject, pacifism. And is it moral is the subject here. Pacifism means it is always wrong to kill. If you believe it is sometimes right to kill, then you're not a pacifist. In fact, you're anti-pacifist. So let's get our definitions clear. And I want to remind you that at PragerTopia, which is at uh, PragerRadio.com or DennisPrager.com, you can now get, among other, of course, many of the other things that we talk about, on the show my Denver debate is now available on DVD now even though the election is over obviously it is very good to hear the arguments offered because the issues were larger than any one election and conservatism versus liberalism essentially or you can call 800-225-8584 800-225-8584 and my friends we are talking about this this is so helpful i see the calls here here's an example let's go to philadelphia and matt hello matt dennis prager thanks for calling
3: dennis thank you so much for taking my call i Mm. love this subject I, i was a very very big liberal in my teens and i was always being chased by bullies and i was always fearful always trying to win people over with love and I can't tell you how freeing it was when something switched in my brain. And I was actually in basic training, believe it or not. But something I would, I was just getting picked on again and suddenly something switched. And I realized that it was immoral for me to allow somebody else to pick on me because I am a child of God too. And, and I was allowing them to disrespect what God had made. And but not only sucks. that,
2: you are allowing evil to in- increase. By, by not stopping it, you, you are allowing it to increase. God doesn't want that.
3: Absolutely, He wants and, goodness increase. I'm a devout Christian, and it has it has made me appreciate the love of God so much deeper and richer. To understand that God, that the love goes so deep that that you can be angry at evil, and you see the, the well, wait,
2: that, wait, wait, go, yep. wait. It's more than that. The psalmist says. Those of you who love God, you must hate evil. Completely. I mean, that's and, that's in the Bible.
3: And and if I if I could tell you really quick, Dennis, um, a few years later, I was um, on the street in a pretty bad neighborhood where I teach, and I saw three young men beating up a, a fourth. And before that, I would have quaked in in fear and maybe tried to call the police. I, I absolutely, I burned with anger and I ran straight at the three men and I really expected to not make it, but I, I actually scared them away and I able, and I was able to get this guy up and help him out. And it was only because of that change in me that it had occurred a few years earlier. I just want to tell all the pacifists out there, like, it, you gotta give it up. You're missing half of your life if you're, if you're living like this.
2: Well you're a special guy Matt thank you very much that's exactly right. there are no good arguments. listen one might as well argue hey didn't Isaiah said and they shall beat their swords into plowshares right I mean wh- why that that one could say just as well, well then what well, Jews should be pacifist too after all uh, if if turn the other cheek makes a Christian a pacifist then uh, you, you shall beat your swords into plowshares should make Jews pacifists. He's speaking in the name of God, a Jewish prophet. But it's never been understood like that. It's understood that that is the hope that one day that will be possible. There's another prophet, equally in the name of God, equally holy, who says, beat your plowshares into swords. He's never quoted. The prophet Joel. Yes. Joel Rosenbaum. Is it great? I went there. No, 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 I'm kidding. It's really the prophet Joel, okay? I'm just making a little light here because because that's what I do in order to stay sane. (laughs) More uh, more coming up on the Ultimate Issues Hour on this Veterans Day, saluting those who were part of a killing machine. Yes, indeed. I'm willing to call it what it is. If your army isn't a killing machine, it's not very effective, is it? Thank God for the U.S. military. The amount of, of good that has prevailed thanks to it is incomparable. We return... In a moment, I'm Dennis Prager.
0: Veterans Day and the Ultimate Issues Hour,
2: together on the Dennis Prager Show, you can't salute veterans if you don't salute the necessity of war and increasing goodness on earth. So I'm discussing the immorality of pacifism, doing it in my usual calm way so that I can be welcoming to those of you who differ with me one eight prager seven seven six dick cheney the vice president speaking today with regard to veterans day
5: no single military power in history has done greater good shown greater courage liberated more people or upheld higher standards of decency and valor than the armed forces of the united states of america
2: that's right that,
5: that's correct.
2: No one's liberated more people. Of course, isn't that a value?
5: One more clip. There is no mystery behind the endurance and the success of American liberty. It is because in every generation, from the revolutionary period to this very hour, brave Americans have stepped forward and served honorably in the armed forces of the United States. That's right.
2: That's correct. It's truly an issue that i i don't i don't i respect people but i don't respect all opinions this is one opinion i don't respect because it's not morally based it it's it's romantic sounding but it's not moral i am being tortured by some sadist you have a gun and you won't shoot him because you are prohibited from from killing uh <laughs> I am speechless. I am speechless that, that, that anybody would think that that is a that that is a, uh, a moral thing to do. All righty, let's go to uh, Sherman, Texas, and Mac. Hi, Mac, Dennis Prager. Thanks for calling.
5: Hi, Dennis. Thanks for taking my call. I was I was brought up in a household of, of pacifism. My father was a died in the wool pacifist, and he interpreted the Bible literally, and he took that from the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill. Well, and, and I was, I grew up in that way. And when I turned 18 years old, I, I uh, registered for the draft as a conscientious objector. That was before Vietnam even, we even thought about Vietnam. And so when Vietnam started off and they started the draft, I was drafted, but I was drafted to go work in a state hospital, uh, for, uh, for two years, uh, at a very minimum wage. And uh, as I got older, I began to, to study, and, and the word, thou shalt not kill in the Ten Commandments, the true interpretation of that is, thou shalt not murder. And there's a vast difference between killing and murdering because it creates an intent with, with murder. And today, I, I hold none of those values. I'll die protecting this country today.
2: Well, it is a joy to hear from you, Mac. I have made the point that the Hebrew, which I know very well, and I teach the the Bible from the Hebrew for the I've been teaching it for twenty five years. It's Thou shalt not murder, Hebrew, biblical Hebrew, just like English has a different word for homicide yes. between kill and murder. By the way, I'm curious if your uh, if your family that thought that do not kill uh, was the definition did they did they eat animals? Yes, it is. Well, they were violating the the belief. If it said "Thou shalt not kill," it would apply to animals too.
5: That's, that's true. I also had two brothers uh, who were conscience subjectors. Neither, not, neither, and none of them in time of, in time of war. But that's that's beside the point, of course.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, my friend. Uh, it, it's so. T- if for those of you who think that that's the reason to be a pacifist, please know it's it's uh, do not uh, do not murder. And we go to. West Hills, California, John. Hello, John. Dennis Prager, hi.
5: Hello, Dennis. This is, a, you, this is an issue that I've gone through on different sides many, many years. Um, and the way that I've finally interpreted all the different things, including some of the teachings of Jesus for myself is, um, to defend myself is not a great sin, but it's no great honor either. On the other hand, or as I put it one, one way, If the bully's uh, wanting my lunch money, I'm supposed to forgive. But if I see him stealing someone else's, it's my obligation to act. And even if the act results in his death, that's not a problem. It is my obligation to act when I see violence done against someone else.
2: That's right, my friend. Look, I think it's also an obligation against you. You are no less created in God's image. You are no less valuable than the stranger. But it's certainly true with regard to the other person. Do not stand by the bloodshed of your neighbor is another biblical law. You know, If a secularist comes up with the notion that it's always wrong to kill, I'm very disturbed. But I'm much more disturbed if, if a Jew or a Christian does. Because if Jews and Christians get their religion wrong, we have very little hope for mankind. And so, if they start saying that God wants uh, wants evil to be allowed to do its way, because we can't kill them, then then we're really then then evil wins. It's it's, it's just it's just so clear. And let's go to uh, Levine, uh, Arizona. Is that correct, Don Levine?
3: that is correct Dennis. Hi. Hi. This is this is a very good topic because what gets me upset very often is how we as a- evangelicals we know of the book but we don't know the book. What we've done is we've utilized God's love at the expense of his justice. We've gone inward rather than affect the culture outwardly, and that's what an evangelical is supposed to do. And I believe that's why part of the reason that we have a godless government is because we failed to to move out into the society with our faith and affect it with a right of scripture. You mentioned the verse, to turn the other cheek. That was never meant as a doormat theology or a pacifism. What it was meant to do is, in turning the other cheek, in that culture at the time it was shameful for that person to swat the opposite cheek with the backside of his hand, bringing a reproach or shame upon that person. That was never even intended. To
2: yes, that, I, I have read that, and I believe that that's exactly what he meant. Also remember Jesus was a Jew appealing trying to appeal to Jews. If that no Jew would have taken him seriously if he would have said that you have to allow yourselves to be murdered and others to be murdered. Final final segment coming up on the ultimate issues hour.
0: We fought in many places. In our veins the red blood flows. And the price we paid for freedom Every veteran knows And the battle scars we suffer Will never go away That's why to me each day will be Veterans Day You should walk this land with pride. You're the ones who kept it free. And the souls of those who died will live forever in you and me. That's
2: terrific. Indeed, that is true. We have honored the veterans they today on Veterans Day.
0: Be forgotten.
2: And I Bring felt that devoting night. the ultimate issues hour to knocking well, as best as I could any moral pretensions of pacifists would also help, because after all, a pacifist has to regard every veteran as a murderer or, or supporter of murderers. I, I just don't know. I tell you, there are times when I understand, I, most of the time I understand how people come to a different conclusion than I do, and that's the way it is in life. This is one of those handful of subjects where there's just no honor to the cause. Pacifism is a, a dishonorable Uh, 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 belief it it, it just allows the torture and rape and murder of innocent people to continue in earth not in heaven but on earth you stop evil sometimes by shooting the people who do it that's the way it is do I wish we could do it through love I do I do frankly I would much prefer to be able to walk over to the Taliban and say, you know, we love you. We really do. Stop beheading women for, for learning how to read. Because that's the loving way. And we are loving Westerners. And they would say, ah, we have seen your love. We shall no longer kill. We shall no longer torture and gouge eyes out. Thank you for showing us love. Okay. Now, if you believe that the world is composed of such things, you live in a fairy tale existence. You do. You live in some sort of bubble that you have created so as not to, not to be bothered by real reality. To be redundant. The world is not made better by people who live in bubbles so that their little constructs about life can be maintained so as not to disturb their psyche. Those are called universities. Not a healthy thing. I'm sorry, Chris, Dan, Charles, and Matt do want to remind you that all these shows are available at very high quality download and commercial free at Pragertopia at either of my websites for a mere seven dollars a month. And if I ain't worth seven bucks a month, you tell me that in a letter. You just you you Tell me that man-to-man. We bless our veterans on Veterans Day, and we hope this show has helped. God bless them, and I'll see you tomorrow.